0: to Monorants, the only boys rewatch watch podcast that keeps an eye on Ashley's fashion choices. I'm one of your hosts and jack-of-all-trades Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira.
1: Hello.
0: Today, considering it's Christmas week, we'll be doing absolutely nothing different. So we're going to be looking at season two's penultimate episode, Butcher, Baker and Candlestick Maker. Much like the story I takes its name from, it gives us a good bit of Butcher backstory. So, if you're only just joining us, it's a weird place to start, but this is a full spoiler chat for the comics and the show. Yeah, no, lots of Butcher backstory in this one.
1: Yeah, actually, nice to see a bit of that because we had gotten some previous in the previous episode with Judy and.
0: The Lenny references. The Lenny yeah, and. Two and
1: yeah, explaining who Lenny was and his significance to why Butcher is the way he is. Yeah. So, getting to see his mum and dad also explains a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. (coughs) Excuse me.
1: (laughs) Gobbling all that cock.
0: Yes. (laughs) It's nice that we get a good bit of mallory in this episode as well. I liked Yeah, well she's kind of she's
1: fully back on board now. Yeah. She has very much thrown her weight behind this and having Starlight be the one to leak the compound V Mm. to the press has just given her Everything she needs to throw them out of the Finally, CIA yeah. behind their efforts. Yeah, she says that in the episode they have they've never had Congress on side before. Yeah, and exactly. They do. exactly. She's got a chance, so she's willing to like throw everything she has at it for yeah. that purpose.
0: As we see, as the episode wears on. But before we dive too deep into it, we'll go for our usual summary. Vought's congressional hearings are drawing near, so they ramp up the pro soup rhetoric. With Mallory back in charge of the boys and one witness ready to testify, they must now try and flip an influential ex man. Butcher has a family reunion and Huey jumps into the fire to save Starlight.
1: Quite a short episode. Well, it feels quite short. But then again, it's the penultimate episode, so they're not going to throw a whole load of story at you. They're They're starting to kind of rein everything back in
0: yeah we don't get any like wild new information
1: well we it's do just... get one piece of information that's extremely important what involving almond joys
0: oh yeah <laughs> but
1: like man that's that's a kryptonite right there like but yeah
0: they they don't throw lot of new stuff at us they're just kind of drawing back in all the threads from earlier on in the season and, yeah. and starting to tie things back together much like they did Last season, I think. Yeah, no, it is.
1: It's a good way to go. It's not the uh, Game of Thrones story, which is just, we don't know where we're going. Throw more characters in.
0: No, they do. They very much seem to take their time when planning out season story arcs.
1: Yeah. Well, the fact that there's already a comic book world that was finite with a definitive story ending and arc that you can follow. Yeah. Even though they have deviated from that, it is still very much the rough outline of the show.
0: Yeah. You yeah.
1: Know, that that always helps to serve as a guide as opposed to just kind of flailing around.
0: But no, there's definitely no flailing in this episode. There. They're very straight to the point from yeah. the get go with the opening scene of
1: oh that opening sequence is heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the the guy being basically radicalized. Yeah. It's just it's just done so well. Um, it is from it's, his it's... perspective of seeing constantly everything all day
1: being bombarded with it through mm. news media, through podcasts, radio. Yeah, you know and as somebody on the outside very much looking in you can kind of see how in parts of America this happens because you're like the people who only watch Fox News Uh, News, listen to Joe Rogan
0: the social media echo chamber effect yeah that I mean can work for either side in fairness but yeah we're seeing his echo chamber is all about soups and and soup terrorists and this rhetoric of fear basically mm. to the point where it gets him so hyped up that he shoots a poor innocent store clerk
1: yeah there's a really nice touch in that though where he's looking at the clerk as this is starting to cycle more and more and more yeah where there's a reflection off his eyes and they kind of have a weird glow and you don't know if it's just a trick of the light or a trick of his mind hmm what's going on but it's enough then to shock him and his attitude from that point on changes as well because he's like oh my god are you one of them and then that's when you start to get the the routine starts to shift and the paranoia starts to set in it's really really well done
0: yeah and the the speed at which we're hearing random bits of of news clips and stuff starts to ramp up and when he actually shoots the guy Well, when we get to the point where he shoots the guy and and he asks him, you know, are you one of those bulletproof motherfuckers? Yeah. He shoots him and he looks like he expected the bullet to bounce. Yeah. Which leads you to believe, well, if he was expecting this guy to be bulletproof, why would you even pull a gun on him in the first place? But he's just so Mm. caught up in all of it. And he's so certain that, no, this is this guy who i've seen every day and works in a you know <laughs> works in a yeah. shop but could but somehow every, be
1: everybody's the enemy that's the thing with this was the way that the rhetoric that they're pushing is is that you it's... know they're hiding anywhere we don't know this you know there's people who are who have been living secret lives like you don't know it's who your very... neighbor is it is very very um similar to the propaganda the anti-the anti-semitic propaganda pushed by the nazi party
0: Or I was going to say the McCarthyism era in the States. The Red Scare in the The States. Oh,
1: it's very, yeah, anybody could be a communist.
0: But yeah, I just, how that whole opening scene is handled is done really well and then it cuts to, or when we cut to seeing the the soups who are the cause of it, they're just whipping up more haters.
1: Yeah, that rally. They they spun that. So yeah. masterfully as well. And like, because home, Homelander goes from being the enemy to being like the golden boy of it. Yeah. And they're pictured together and they're there and they're kissing on stage. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going, yay! They need more soups. And it's just how... just how
0: all of it is worded as well. When Stormfront is like, now obviously we don't condone the shooting Oh, soft,
1: of thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and
0: prayers. Thoughts and but, prayers. But when you, when you start a sentence with, now obviously we don't condone X, Y or Z. There's a but that's going to oh, follow. Yeah. So we don't condone the actions of. But. But we basically do condone the actions of. But yeah, no, the way that they whip everything up and, and get the crowd so hyped up around soup terrorists. They're they're yeah. everywhere and, and mentioning how Congresswoman Newman and all these other SJWs, what do they want to just let them in and give them some iced tea? And nobody else, like we've never seen anybody else really in the news talk about soup terrorists. It's only what Vod have been saying yeah. about soup terrorists.
1: They're single-handedly pumping it out, but then, you know storm but we got to kind of have to storm from for the social media aspect of it and knowing how to manipulate people
0: oh yeah She's
1: there is actually the opening sequence of that shot of them having the rally in front of the statue of soldier boy as well which is just like you know he was the oh, iconic world war 2 hero it's
0: the second soldier boy reference because yeah. the, the radicalised guy has a soldier boy poster in yeah. his bedroom as well
1: but he's that iconic World War Two hero. He's the he's the Captain America anti fascist symbol, mm. you know. And this is against any everything that we fought for then. Uh, yeah,
0: they're they're trying to frame the, the the like you know tsunami, the influx of soup terrorists as the the barbarians at the gates, as as the you know the incoming Nazis. But as we know, Stormfront is the real Nazi. Yes, and uh, the line she has in the rally about how. No single group has ever been more persecuted for what oh. they believe in. Yeah. Oh boo
1: hoo, single white man. Yeah, uh, these, these
0: poor middle class white people are so underprivileged. Nobody cares. What? <laughs> but um. and it's but it's so barefaced as well. Like, oh yeah. Like the, there's not a hint of irony when she says that, and and everybody in the crowd just seems to gobble it up. And and we also get the um, the outing of Annie as the yes as the mole within the seven. Yeah. Which was interesting that they try and work her into that narrative as well.
1: But they've also managed to use her to turn other people, like, turn Translucent into a martyr for their cause. Yeah. And to be like, no, look, we're like you. We've been duped. All this stuff that's been going on has been because of this one. Yeah. You know, she's the real enemy, not us. Look over there.
0: Yeah, and and if 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 there can be a mole even in the seven, well, there could be a and soup terrorist right next to you. Like it's
1: not far from that. like that leap. Like they're yeah. just they're just this side of complete lunacy and lizard people.
0: <laughs> it it's a it's a thin line. There's um, enough truth it's...
1: in there for it to be plausible.
0: Yeah, like because they're not opposed... wrong
1: that about Annie being a mole. Like they're actually not. Like <laughs> no, he's actually not lying about that. So there's enough, they keep weaving enough truth into this narrative to give it some weight and to make it more plausible. And that's the most dangerous part of it. Yeah,
0: and in the same way that Stormfront is saying, oh, Victoria Newman doesn't want us to protect you from supervillains. No, Victoria Newman just wants Vought to be held accountable for their actions with V. Yeah. Well, so it seems. They, They know that Victoria Newman is against Vought, so they can just... Again, slightly twist that narrative to say, oh, this is why she's against fuck." Well, no, it's not, but...
1: We're going to change it to suit us. Yeah.
0: After the, the rally, and we have Stormfront's...
1: Oh, Stormfront's baby clock goes mad, and she's looking yeah, at your again. one holding the little child at the rally, and she's like, oh, my daughter looked like that 80 years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Landry's <laughs> like, oh, you want a baby? I've got one.
0: Yeah, let, let me show you this thing. No,
1: he's not fresh. <laughs>
0: but he is the first natural born super baby yeah and they go off to the compound where Becca and Ryan are and Homelander decides to introduce Stormfront to, to everybody
1: oh that's just awkward
0: oh and it's so awkward but I, I found it really like interesting that one of the first things Homelander does is come over and apologise to Ryan
1: I just like and the fact that he said I won't push you so hard next time and that was like metaphorically <laughs> or off the roof
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think you meant it in the more metaphorical sense. I
1: don't know. Yeah, next time, like when I go to push you off the roof, maybe I won't shove your face first into the dirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, but in in that first scene and a bit later, the Homelander very much does seem to be trying to keep not trying to keep Ryan happy, but that's where his concern is is yeah. is for Ryan.
1: I think he's done a little bit of soul searching somewhere along the way about how he grew up and how he is. And yeah what he feels about Ryan because at the start it was almost like oh shiny new toy and it's mine and when it didn't do what he wanted he threw a tantrum and ran away now he's like oh shit this might actually be a legacy like this might be more of my legacy and a chance for my name to continue on and I do want to have a relationship with somebody that's not going to leave me
0: yeah I think this (laughs) is like when we see him like putting Ryan to bed and stuff like that there were kind of what seemed like as close to tender and genuine moments as Mm. you could get from Homelander and in this scene, when uh, Stormfront starts giving Ryan the little, "Oh, you're the the firstborn soup, and you're amazing, and you've got all these powers," a Homelander says, "Oh, well, Becca doesn't like to to teach him about that." Yeah, we'd seen him scoff at that concept a few episodes yeah, ago, but time? now he actually kind of nearly defends it. Yeah, and I think that's because he is he realized that the last time that him and Becca really got into it over how to raise Ryan that was when Ryan pushed him and told him to fuck off mm. and he doesn't want to risk that happening again that's why he apologised to him and that's why he, it's like he's trying the soft sell at first yeah just Come there, just to introduce Stormfront well, also, and, try and try and get what along. What he
1: had done with everybody else up to that point isn't working as well. There's also that aspect to it, like he's learning.
0: Yeah, and he's he's been following Stormfront's lead. Yeah. And this episode, we see, I, I feel like, not that we see him being pulled away from Stormfront's lead, but he just questions it a little bit because she seems to want to, to very much just be like, oh, Ryan, you're a superhero and... Come with me. Yeah. Whereas Homeland is like you're no, we
1: can't. a wizard, Harry. Like she's having kind of having that. You're going to Hogwarts. Come on, let's go.
0: Yeah. Whereas Homeland is like I forced him off the roof, and yeah. that nearly <laughs> caused us the entire relationship. So I'm yeah. not going to force him into this.
1: No, we need him on side. We need him to agree. Plus, he's had a, he's had a taste of Ryan's powers. Ryan put him on his ass. Yeah. And he knows if yeah, you can if get him on side, can it, mold
0: it, Yeah, it needs to be willing. He can't. Yeah. He's not going to be able to take Ryan exactly. away. No. So he thinks about maybe showing Ryan. Yeah. Because later on in the episode, he has that conversation with Becca out the back.
1: That yeah, no, that's kind of the turning point for him. So like, Stormfront is very single-minded in her goal. Yeah. She sees a kid. She goes. I want it,
0: yeah. And I don't also have,
1: to have it. She's Ruke Salt,
0: <laughs> but also we know she she wants an an army of pure superheroes, yeah. and what could be better than a natural born one?
1: Yeah, but she's also baby crazy, and yeah, told fits, you, baby crazy
0: fits her agenda, and she's baby crazy. Yeah, so yeah, she is. She's she's hired out like trying to to be. Oh, Ryan, you're going to be fantastic, and you're going to be amazing.
1: I think that's the slip for her in this. The 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 start of her downfall mm. is is the baby mania.
0: It it kind of is.
1: It it does consume her.
0: Yeah, I think we'll talk about it a lot more in, in the next yeah, episode. But this, this is the kind of the but, start of you yeah.
1: seeing Homelander starting to pull away from her and being more confident in himself and his own decisions because she spent the entirety of this season tearing him down to try and build him back up. And I think she's built his ego back up enough that he doesn't need her to stroke it anymore. He's back getting adoration and love from the people...
0: That could well be part of it, but I think also it's he as, might
1: be slightly more of a compassionate like he person says to, now, But I think he his his confidence and his ego have have returned to a place where, as far as he's concerned, he doesn't. Oh,
0: he still wants the public love. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, but he's not but as with,
1: dependent on her for that validation. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But I I I don't think that's what starts to drive the wedge between them. I think it is how she starts talking to Ryan because he is more concerned with. Keeping Ryan happy and, yeah. and keeping his father-son relationship going and, and going in the right direction than any of Stormfront's plans. And I think if she pushes it too far, she will end up making him have to choose between Ryan and her. Mm. But yeah, he wants to bring Ryan on willingly. Yeah. So he has the conversation with Becca out the back about, well, I can show him. Yeah. And I can show him that he's been lied yeah. to and you're basically doing to him what... Was done to me. Which is keeping him in a cage.
1: It's just a bigger cage. It's Yeah.
0: It's a bigger cage. It's, and he has his mother. But it's still all a lie.
1: It's still all a lie.
0: Yeah. Because he hasn't. He hasn't seen any movies. He doesn't know about like. Oh. Can, we just, can I just say. Like.
1: The little Lego stop motion films. Are so fucking cute.
0: They are. And that's. That's the spark. That, that causes the, the conversation. conversation yeah because Stormfront's like do you are you interested in any of the like things that normal kids are interested in like video games and, and yeah, like no, fuck other you. movies cool. and they start talking about
1: oh that Homelanders
0: he... movies and how they're PG so he can watch them and that's when Becca's like can we talk outside please
1: there's a really interesting point in that where Becca turns around from the fridge and when Homelanders starts to talk he actually deliberately places himself between her and Ryan yeah, to block her off when he talks about the films that he's in. Yeah, because there's also uh, *Homelander*, *Darkest Day*, and
0: *Homelander*, *Brightest Lose... Night*. Yeah, With, yeah, nice little Green Lantern reference. Yeah, and for dinner, it's a Grave Mave lasagna that she oh, takes. Oh, it's a open. Grave
1: Maeve Pride lasagna. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: and saying that because all the little stop motion films he made are all Becca's favorite films, which is like. Dances with wolves. Um, I forgot Blind Side. The um, the Blind Side, and that they're all her favourite movies, and that's kind of what sparks the the whole don't you do normal things? And yeah. you know your dad's a movie star.
0: Yeah. And in the conversation they have outside, Homelander does seem to kind of back down. And Beck is like, please don't separate him from me. Yeah, he like, needs me. He needs me and I know what you're saying is true, that we are lying to him, but it's it's better than having exactly what happened to you. Yeah. And he seems to kind of be like, okay, and then when we cut to them later... Uh, Stormfront's obviously gotten in his ear again yeah, <laughs> and said, hey, you know what would be a really good way is make him pissed off at his mom yeah. and he'll want to come with us. So he shows him, he flies him up and shows him the compound.
1: Yeah, no, I do. Your heart goes out to in that because as she's coming down the stairs looking for them and they move around and just the look on Aya Stormfront's face. Yeah. She's just got this real smug look on her face and it's like, what have you done? He looks more conflicted about it, probably because he has upset his son, but she just has this real, like, fuck you bitch kind of look going on. And
0: I think one of the things she says, for me anyway, it kind of informed what happened that we didn't see, when Becca says, but he needs a mother, and Stormfront says, he'll still have a mother. And it's me, like, oh no, think,
1: you want to raise him? I think stealing him.
0: Yeah, I think Stormfront said to Homelander, "Look, if we expose him, if we you know show him that he's been lied to, he'll be willing to come with us. And you're only afraid. The only reason you're not taking Ryan away now is because you don't want to take him away from his mother. Yeah. Well, I can be his mother. Yeah. You can be his father, and we can, and we can live him. together as happy families. And that's how she convinced him. Don't you him?
1: want to be a family?
0: That well, that's what I reckon happened. Yeah, she did and, something, or she uh, did
1: something magical with her tongue. Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, Ryan basically is is so upset at what he's just been shown that he decides to go off with.
1: Yeah, well, he's what eight? He's supposed to. Be, I know he's supposed to be eight. He looks, he looks like older, he, but he yeah. looks like he's ten or twelve. And and can I just say that haircut, that that haircut, bothers the shit out <laughs> of I don't know what it is. It looks like Lego Man hair.
0: <laughs> it kind of does.
1: It just looks, which like, is apt. Yeah,
0: it is apt. But we don't see Ryan for the rest of the episode and we do, after that when they, well, they kidnap he, him
1: yeah well he runs he basically does a run and jump at home front like he's like daddy Homefront. homefront home front, home
0: front. <laughs> we made the joke last week
1: did oh and, no and yeah
0: but yes when he runs and jumps at Homelander a and Homelander. they fly away yeah and we don't see them again then until the the, the congressional hearings and
1: Becky Becky's just laughed screaming into the night
0: yeah yeah it's her no and come on! <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah
1: her little story arc in this is tragic because what can she do? They're like they VOD have clearly shown that they can't control him. Yeah, she knows
0: VOD can't control Homelander. And
1: like and and the last thing that VOD ever seemed to want to do is make him angry. So if he's happy with the kid, they're not gonna take the kid off. No,
0: they're not. They're not gonna tell Homelander no. They're not gonna tell Stormfront no. And poor Becca, the only reason she told Butcher that she wasn't going to go with him was well, because she wanted to stay with Ryan, and now Ryan's just been taken away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's she's definitely not going
1: to. She's going to be rampaging, Probably. and it's going to be super super fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's <laughs> definitely not going to. From what we've seen, she's not Rebecca going to go down far, quietly. Yeah. She's at all. not going to take it lying down. She's she's feisty. Yeah. But speaking of the congressional hearings, the first mention we get of them is at the start of the episode when victoria newman is sitting down with lamplighter
1: yeah so lamplighter mallory's decided not to shoot him in the head set the <laughs> emblems on fire anything that you thought might have happened from the previous episode yep. they realize that they can use him as a star witness he knows all this shit about sage grove he knows all this shit about what vod have been doing over the years well the,
0: he knows what was being done in sage grove yeah but they want to know the why. Yeah. So they say, "Well, Mallory and and Victoria Newman say that that's not enough. They need to get another person to yeah. Fill they them need in to know the why. why they're
1: doing it because he he does state, you know, Stormfront was the one that was giving the orders. He was just there to clean up the mess.
0: Yeah. But when the decision is made that they need to get somebody else, Mallory says, right, she has somebody in mind, and everybody kind of gets their jobs for the episode. Yeah. So, M.M. and Mallory are going to go off and find this person. Huey's got to stay and babysit Lamplighter, basically. Well,
1: in (laughs) fairness, Huey, like, when we first see Huey, M.M. is checking his bandages and stuff. And he's like, you're, like, stop squirming. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But one of the bits I really liked about that scene as well is the interaction between Frenchie and Mallory. Yeah. Because in the last episode, she didn't even want to look at him, much less talk to him.
1: I think probably M.M. would have filled her in.
0: Well, he was the one who convinced her to spare Lamplighter yeah. as well. So, I, I so know, I'd say
1: somebody has filled her in on the actual full story Oh, as oh well. I'd say
0: M.M. definitely yeah, told her as to um, why. Yeah, which is why um, she says... No abandoning your you post, post this, this time.
1: time. There is a certain kind of... It's... Element of well, if I were in that position,
0: I think yeah, it's not when she says "don't abandon your post this time." I don't think it's supposed to be like a passive aggressive dig. I think it's meant more of a "I'm giving you this, or yeah, giving I'm giving you, you another a chance. chance." Yeah, don't do mess with, it up. It's this said time. with warmth. I, uh, yeah, I, well, it's I,
1: not meant in a harsh way. It is yeah. said with like a little bit of humor and warmth as well.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of a "we're not and over, we're his, not over it yet," but I'm giving you a chance. Yeah, and I, his response of "of we, oui, madam," is is as as heavily laden with meaning as, as her Mm. previous statement was.
1: Lamplighter may be their star witness, but she's pivotal to everything. Mm. Newman is. Yeah. So he, he is really being given a second chance by being allowed to protect her. Yeah. And 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 he's taking Kimika with him as well, which is handy because, you know, like if he fucks up, she will just savage everything.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's everybody's kind of gotten their, their mission, except for Billy who gets a phone call.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well no, Billy was going to go with them.
0: Yeah, but he gets the phone with call.
1: With MM and Mallory to go and see an old friend, as she put it, mm. and gets that phone call he got as he's walking out. Well, he'd gotten a couple and he was hanging up on them.
0: Yeah, his mom is his mum's calling and says that she wants to see him and that she's in New York mm. and he gives out for her being there. And I think there had been a mention when he was with Judy about how...
1: call your mum. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then on the phone call, his mum says that his he dad has died, did. and she needs to see him. So that's what the gang are all of, mm-hmm. <laughs> are up to. But I think one of my favorite bits of this episode is the start of Yui's adventures in babysitting.
1: Oh God!
0: And all the the superhero parody porn. Oh, so deep does it in the blowhole. Big the, Black Noir.
1: Black, Big Black Noir is fantastic. <laughs> home banger. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: home banger. Yeah. You <laughs> little snowflake cook. <laughs>
1: you're always just crying at the corner. Oh, uh, but it's not the the okay. Whatever about the superhero parody porn? It was like, dude, you don't. Why are you watching this the way some people just watch slasher films? You're like, yeah, come <laughs> yeah, on, what one 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 do you want to watch next? It's like, dude, like it's porn.
0: <laughs> but yeah, huey's lying about how you can't can't watch it while the sun's out. <laughs> yeah, you're making
1: baby Jesus cry.
0: And they both open up to each other a little bit using uh, porn analogies. Lamplighter refers to himself as the cook in the porn because he's not doing any superhero stuff anymore. And then, yeah, Huey says that he he's, he's talks He's actually uh, not that he is, He's
1: that he's the cook. That
0: he's the cook because, yeah, he he thought he had found, you know, kind of purpose for his life and he wasn't going to end up like his dad. And now he just doesn't know what to do. And he says, I'm the cook. And <laughs> Lamplighter's response is, no, you're worse than the cook. You're the cook fluffer. <sighs> but, yeah, so they, they're, they're that, watching their porn. That
1: whole exchange is hilarious because... Uh, Huey is just clearly he's so uncomfortable but he's got to keep this guy happy yeah Ad Lamplighter is clearly volatile
0: yeah like oh yeah yeah like talking about how he used to be a prodigy yeah <laughs> he was going to do things he I could have been house, a contender he burnt
1: his house down when he was four and his dad was so proud yeah he
0: basically gives it that I could have been a contender I could have been somebody
1: yeah speech he doesn't do <sighs> it as well as, Mar- as Marlon though
0: no we get a really nice Jack from Jupiter Easter egg as well in can, that one of the can, porns.
1: Can we not refer to it like that?
0: Easter egg. Because um, there's
1: at least eight
0: guys. <laughs> but that, in the comics, that's Jack from Jupiter's I thing. I
1: know. And that, literally that hole where he's on all fours looking over the shoulder is Oh, pretty, it's straight
0: from the comics.
1: It's straight from Herogasm?
0: Well, no, it's Is it not Herogasm? That no, that's what, that, what that is, and this is a Big enough spoiler for the comics if you haven't read them. Towards the end, Jack basically gets sacrificed and a whole lot of stuff gets leaked about him online. Oh, and that's and one of the photos you, or
1: the video or something?
0: Yeah, it's that video is what gets released about Jack. Uh, but it's yeah, it's that exact video. So yeah, another nice little yeah, Easter egg. Yeah, oh. Much like it's too much for you, it's too much for Huey, and he <laughs> picks up the remote and changes it to the news, and that's where he sees. Oh, can coverage. we also
1: in that sequence? It's the uh, lesser scene, bare breast. It's about the only time that there's actual naked boob because there is a lot of uh, penis in this entire show.
0: And there was a lot of penis in, in, in that, that scene with Jack I Jupiter know, but as uh, well.
1: that's the thing that made it stand out. Though was in the home banger sequence. It was like, hey, booby.
0: There actually was some some boob, was there?
1: Yeah, but hmm. it's like I think it's like the only time you ever see it in, in oh, yeah, the there's show. A, there's
0: a lot of full frontal male nudity. Yeah, and like ass.
1: and that's like and it's not even like full on with the girl. It's like side boob, so it's yeah. It was just really really weird juxtaposition.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's unusual for this show to go for any kind of. Like, sexualized nudity, basically. Yeah. Because even when we see the male nudity, it's it's very rarely in a sexual context. It was like Translucent standing there being nude. Yeah, just or, perving. Or, or Deep standing there shaving himself naked in the, the mirror. You know, yeah. it was that kind of stuff. But yeah, so Huey switches away from Translucent and sees the, the news coverage of the rally where Homelander's talking about how Annie has been yeah. captured and starts
1: freaking out. <laughs> at which point the remote is swiftly taken back off him
0: <laughs> yeah and
1: hidden um, and it's returned to porn and he can tear and he's too freak out
0: yeah and, and tries to tell Lamplighter no look uh, they gotta go do something and Lamplighter's like what the fuck are you going to do he's like you need to come with me he's like you can't do anything he's like that's why you need to come with me
1: yeah well that's because Lamplighter's like oh well they probably got her in like what on floor forty
0: nine? Uh, yeah, he tells he says there's a, a, a basically a superhero lockup,
1: and um, that she's there, and he's like, oh, you've got to help me, you know. There's got to be a secret way in. And he's like, oh, I don't know, there might be. There might be one or
0: two, and yeah, Huey tries the same uh, motivation that he did for Annie of come on, be a hero. You know, you're talking about how you want to be a hero one last time, and it it kind of gets lamp And then he's like, look, do you want to be the cook? Or do you want to be the guy who fucks the wife? And that's what gets Lamplighter going. Yeah. You've
1: just got to find the right stick, or carrot. in fairness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and again, porn analogies win the day for Lamplighter. Yeah. He's like, "Mm, yeah. He was like, let's go fuck that wife. Consensually. consensually. (laughs) (laughs) But earlier on in the episode, we had seen Annie goes for.
1: Annie goes to meet her mom. Yeah. To have a sort of reconciliation with it. Up until this point, she is, you know, like she's cut out her tracking chip. She's gone gone AWOL from the Seven. Yeah. They, I think at this point, have figured out that it's her that is leaking all this information.
0: I'd say when she went AWOL in the last episode and went off to Sage Grove, they didn't know where she was gone. My guess is at that point, the Stormfront filled Homelander in. Yeah. Because she told Homelander all about her past and he hadn't completely freaked out. Yeah. So now she can say, oh, and I also know that.
1: But, yeah, so Vaud aren't publicly looking for her, but Vod are looking for her.
0: Yeah, and we find that out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, no, (sighs) and so she goes to meet up with her ma. Her mother, God help her, just wants to reconcile with her daughter, and she's like, "Oh, I've, you know, we're gonna go away for a few days," and the and the other. She does, and she doesn't like. She doesn't mean to do any harm, but she goes, "Oh, I cleared it all with your work," and Annie's like, "What?" She's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I called Ashley." And she's like, "Shit, no, they're probably looking for me." Cue smoke bomb through window. Yeah, uh, which uh, unless that was like major dose of Rohypnol, I don't <laughs> think smoke bombs like people don't go down that quickly. Yeah,
0: every everybody in that cafe just falls over at the same time.
1: Yeah, even before the gas has kind of like reached the tables. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean
0: probably better off for them because given what Black Nora does to Annie.
1: Cube black like mark.
0: Yep. Yeah, picks up a table.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lamps her with it.
0: Yeah. The next end we see of Annie is when she wakes up in this a super superhero super holding cell. And it just seems to be a big square room, I'm guessing, with strong walls. But there's no electricity. Yeah, yeah. The, only, the only source of light is from glow sticks. So Annie can't draw any power. Yeah. That's really all we get of Annie until kind of later on in the episode.
1: Yeah. So she's basically been kidnapped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Yui and, and Lamplighter are, are off to save her. But before we get back to their hilarious rescue attempt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, we see M.M. and Mallory working together.
1: Yeah. Now they're off to meet this old friend, person who knows everything. You kind of get it from the second that they arrive It's Vogelbaum. At the big gates, it's Vogelbaum. I see that she goes in here to see Jonah. And he's like, fuck no. And she's like, it's Grace Mallory. Gates open right away. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the last we had seen of Jonah Vogelbaum, or even the last mention, was that he'd been recovering at home following following an accident that left him wheelchair bound. Yeah, so you you do see him in the wheelchair. Presumably, Homelander's done something horrible to his spine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But their conversation is, is short enough. Filled with an yeah. awful lot of double speak, yeah. Um, where Mallory tries to convince him to testify against Vought for Congress, and ultimately it comes down to the fact that he says, No, I'm not, I don't care what happens to mm. me, but I'm not going to risk my family, yeah. And you, of all people, Mallory, should understand that, yeah. And it, it's kind of a tense conversation,
1: just a little bit,
0: but yeah, I think Mallory understands. And she's not going to She's not going to Willingly put somebody In the same position That she was in When he makes You know When he makes the line uh, uh, He Sorry When Vogelbaum Says Doing the right thing Isn't always the best thing Yeah And Mallory then Outside to MM Basically says He's right You know Yeah And they have the conversation About how MM Should go back And see Yeah just, Just give it all up And go find your family
1: Go And you need to not look back And you need to just Make a clean break From all of this because you're never 100% out of it
0: the only without
1: obviously extremely drastic measures
0: (laughs) yeah the only justification he can give is oh I don't want to put them in danger and grace tells him that's that the old fucking martyr line yeah she says no look I can get you on a plane To to Nicaragua passports money the whole lot and nobody will ever hear from you again yeah you need to just go and be with your family because it's The job is never done Yeah, you know you won't get justice from your father for your father you're not going to be able to take down Vaughn if you want a happy ending with your family you just need to let that stuff lie yeah I don't know if he can no I don't know if he can I
1: think it's the drive I'm watching his father fight this every single day and it's he says it he's like it's he can't stop and he doesn't want to pass it on to his daughter. Uh, yeah, he's as it's he's his referred addiction.
0: to it as a disease. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be able to No, I don't and I, he, I, I don't he needs want him to, to because see some
1: <laughs> sort of he needs to see some sort of, of conclusion to this.
0: Yeah, and I think at this point as well, he probably thinks it's really close. Yeah, if there's actual congressional hearings about what Vart have done wrong.
1: Yeah, like um, the end is. They scratch. have lamp lighter.
0: Yeah, even if they can't get Vogelbaum, it might be just enough to take them down. Yeah, but yeah, he he definitely looks like he's kind of considering what's been put to him. Yeah, and then we also see what Frenchie and the female are up to. We see them off on their, their kind of reconnaissance.
1: Yeah, no, it's really sweet. There's mission. not a lot of them this episode, but what you get is so sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because across the last few episodes, we've seen them go from
1: they have more of an understanding of them yeah them from
0: now. from like a really rough patch yeah to sort of having a, a moment in the last episode where female saw how beat up Frenchie was over the deaths of Mallory's grandkids yeah and Frenchie came to the realization himself fully that he couldn't save Kimiko
1: she needs to go through it herself he can't yeah. shelter her from that. They both know where the other one stands as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's more definition in their relationship. You know, because he, he wanted to save her, he can't save her. And he's come to terms with that. She doesn't want to be saved, but she recognises that mm. he feels like he has to make up for past mistakes. And they've come to this kind of... Yeah, they've basically come to an understanding. Yeah,
0: they've they, things have kind of smoothed over.
1: Yeah, and it is, it's fun to see the banter... Frenchie just wittering on about his, his, his mother. His mother cooking. And no, it's really nice because he's relating that to what they're watching. They're watching Victoria with her daughter and she's trying to, even though there's all this mad chanting going on outside the house, she's like baking cookies or something with her kid. Yeah. And trying, trying to, to keep dist- everything yeah. normal. And he's like, I understand why this is going on because my mama, she used to cook and you get this lovely story about her, his mother trying to shelter him.
0: from Yeah, from his dad's from his dad madness.
1: And asking Kimiko then if her mother cooked. And that the lovely quote about you die twice when you actually die. And, and then, then the yeah. last time somebody says your name and he goes, I want to hear about your family. I want to keep them the memory alive. Yeah,
0: if you'd like to tell me. And she, she goes, picks, picks up a gun. gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, point taken. And she's like, no, no bangs the box and is like look at the gun now look at what I'm doing and she, she motions uh, she makes
1: of, the gesture that a gesture. she for gun
0: Frenchy realises oh, oh no she's, she's actually trying to teach me and she teaches him the word for gun and he's all happy and that's, yeah, that's really kind of all we get of them, but it's, yeah, it's so nice to see. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Especially as a, a comics fan, that's one of the things oh. I love about the comics is the Frenchy female relationship, right? And, and anybody who listens to the show will know that because we bang on about it often enough.
1: It is beautiful. Their whole relationship and the run of it in this is very, very similar to the bones that are there. Yeah, in the comic book but it, this is but more fleshed out and realistic and, and I, I just love it
0: and like I was saying last week about how I really like that we got much more of a fleshed out Frenchie backstory yeah we've also the show has also given us a much more fleshed out female origin story the comic origins for Frenchie and the female are hilarious yeah but it, their origins are basically absolutely crazy stuff happens to them and then they just get recruited by the boys we get to see it much more fleshed out in this, yeah. and similarly, we get to see their relationship because there's a in genuine the comics, it's affection
1: just... between the pair of them that doesn't feel forced,
0: yeah. And not that it's forced in the comics, but in the comics, it's an already established rapport that they have yeah. with one another. So it's nice that we're getting to see this develop, yeah, this actually develop in front of us. Like, mm. similarly, one of the things that I really like about Billy's journey in this episode, yeah. Is what I liked about um, episode four when he's having the fights with Becca. In the comics, Becca's dead, and he never really has to confront any of this no. stuff. In the comics, his dad is dead, and all the stuff that we get in this episode about his upbringing and his relationship with his father. Uh, but you're talking to an open coffin with his dad inside yeah. it. So again, it's nice that he gets to have this.
1: He's a lot more vulnerable this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. You get
1: you get you do kind of get to see this not the softer side. But the underbelly of Butcher yeah. it where you get to see where his vulnerable spots are, which has always been Becca. Becca is like soft spot number one. Um,
0: Becca, Lenny and his mum, it seems.
1: Yeah, like he loves his Aunt Judy. You mm. know, he loves all that. But his mum, like, well, every little boy loves their mum. Like no yeah. matter how big they get, your mum is always like your number one girl.
0: And that's the only reason he goes.
1: Yeah, it is because he still loves his mum regardless of the decisions he's, she's made
0: yeah um,
1: but it's it, this season we get to see him kind of taking the, the gentler approach and not just pig heading his way around because he tried to do that with Becca and it backfired on him
0: yeah but we do see
1: like and this way like as soon as he hears that his when his mother rings when he actually does answer the phone and she tells him he's dead he does go to see her yeah when she gets there and she leads him outside and he realises that she's lied to her he's still not angry with her
0: no but we do see that pig headedness when he's dealing with his father yeah that he doesn't really want to talk the only reason he's there is because he said to his mom that he, he would take a minute or two of his time or whatever yeah. and talk with his dad basically
1: it, she begs him to because yeah. she's like he doesn't have much left and like I need this I need this closure between the pair of you yeah his
0: dad says that that's kind of the same reason that he wants it because he never got to say goodbye to Lenny so he wants to be able to say goodbye to Butcher before he dies Yeah, and that's when we find out all the stuff about how how Lenny died and that yeah the dad used to beat them
1: and it wasn't a fun upbringing for them and that presumably he beat their ma as well that's you know the whole thing I think that seems to be Butcher's main point of contention with his mother is like she she's still with him she stayed with him even when Lenny was gone and Butcher had left Mm. she still
0: stayed and the dad tries the usual uh, abusive justification oh sure I
1: made you strong yeah look how
0: strong I made you and you know it's not my fault Lenny wasn't strong enough and really it's your fault because you're the one who abandoned Lenny and when he says to Butcher about how he's even tougher than he is or he ever was yeah I don't think Butcher likes to hear that no
1: it's all a compliment to him
0: (laughs) because like we've been talking about over the last few episodes he's been confronted with the worst of himself in the last few episodes yeah now he's just had his dad say that he's tougher than he ever was whereas what his his dad dad means for toughness is assholishness.
1: yeah and his dad is probably you know second on his most hated list after Homelander
0: probably yeah it certainly you know, seems that so way so
1: having that as a comparison and having him be having him, this person be proud of you for being this way yeah that's not gonna sit well with you at all either which is no. why he understandably he lunges at him
0: yeah damn near kills him <laughs>
1: damn near kills him his mother beating on his back and like begging him to let him go yeah and he's like right don't even contact me until he's dead
0: yeah and when we next see him he's drinking like he's, again yeah
1: he storms out of there if he stayed there any longer he's probably going to throw him off that balcony
0: I think as well, because the, the dad's last line to him about, see, Lenny never would have done that.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just... It's just
1: twisting the knife a little bit. Yeah, there. it's twisting
0: the knife a little bit, because the dad is trying to say the differences between him and Lenny are a bad thing. Lenny yeah. was the bad thing, and Butcher is the good thing. Yeah, you can't but, be
1: soft, you can't be this, you can't be
0: that. It's, but he's realised how badly he needs his canary, how badly he needs his Lenny, and how badly he needs his Huey around. Yeah. So... To be hearing from his dad that, you know, oh no, you're nothing like that thing that you really need.
1: Yeah, butcher, butcher goes through, does go through the last couple of episodes. Whether or not he becomes a better person for it is still to be decided. I but
0: we'll probably talk about it more in the season wrap. Yeah. But I will be really, really, really pissed off if we don't see a. a Shift, yeah, shift or a growth, a proper growth in Butcher and how he operates in season three. If he, yeah. if he just goes back to
1: also, I don't think the rest of would, would allow him to return to form.
0: Yeah, and in the next scene, we see him mean, we see a little bit of fear of that when he's he's drinking and he gets the call from Mallory to say that they couldn't get there yeah. to agree to testify. And he says, I'll take care of it. (laughs) There's a look on Mallory's face of, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah. Like, what do you mean take care of it? And uh, we find out exactly what he means by take care of it, which is...
1: He rocks up to Vogelbaum's house. uh,
0: Yeah, he rocks up to Vogelbaum's house, tells the person on the intercom. I know he's had some visitors, but he's got one fucking more and you better let me in right now. Yeah. Drives across the grass.
1: I love that. Yeah, straight across the lawn. Doesn't give a shit.
0: Marches into the house. Doesn't even give uh, Vogelbaum a chance to to apologize by because he pushes the chair across. <laughs>
1: he just goes full out at full bore, but he's come off like the. He, This is somebody he can unleash on.
0: Yeah, I think he's...
1: Like, in a a weird way, it was almost like the perfect set of circumstances for him. Because he was going to get drunk and get the shit kicked out of him. Now he can can go and just threaten this this guy and hope that he just doesn't cooperate.
0: Yeah, it's a win-win for him. If if he goes there and Vogelbaum cooperates, he gets the best possible witness they could ever have for taking down Vought. If Vogelbaum doesn't cooperate... He gets to he kill gets to go. his yeah. whole family. He gets to go on a violent rampage and that threat is just... Oh, oh it's something else. Yeah. Threatening to kill basically his entire family. Oh, he's going to end his all.
1: bloodline. He's like, he is going fucking full on. Even, I will end your
0: bloodline. Yeah, even to the way he says and the little kiddies too. Yeah. And when he asks Vogelbaum to tell him about Homelander, it's I, I kind of, I almost took it as it was like Given what Vogelbaum says to him, it, it's like he's he's going to use that as justification. Yeah. So he asks Vogelbaum to tell him about Homelander, and he tells him about how when he was five or six, he was actually a sweet little kid, and he liked stories about, like, Davy Crockett and Teddy Roosevelt, and Vogelbaum basically implies that he was too sweet, and I needed this kid to, to be yeah. super saviour of the world, but he's like, yeah, so I went to work on him, and I'm assuming that I went to work on him is <laughs> all the shit that went wrong in Homelander's up- upbringing. When Butcher hears that, he's like, all right, so you're the reason that Homelander is as fucked up as he is. Grant, I have no problem threatening you and threatening your whole family.
1: Well, they clearly didn't view him as a child. He was an experiment. He's a multi-million dollar asset, and he needed to do what they needed him to do. Yeah. When Butcher arrives to his house and he makes a comment about... "Uh, Oh, sorry. When Mallory and M.M. arrive to the house and... MM makes a comment about how they're playing for the wrong side. Oh, yeah. He has a brilliant, Velgobam has a brilliant phrase there about how, um, uh,
0: yeah, or I or, can't
1: remember the exact thing. Uh,
0: a loose moral code allows certain privileges or yes, something like that. Yes, and it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a particularly nice line. But yeah, the, the threat is pretty much effective, it would seem. Yeah. And I mean, what, what do you do if given a threat like that except do exactly what the other person wants?
1: Yeah, well, the, that ends with them, like, he threatens him, and then it does cut. Where does it go after that?
0: Oh, well, we go back to Huey and Lamplighter breaking into the tower, and Lamplighter's telling Huey, oh, yeah, we used to sneak college girls in this way. And he's like, college girls? And Lamplighter's well, they were like,
1: replying. well, college
0: applicants.
1: <laughs> and Huey's like, like, that makes it better.
0: No, that makes it worse. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, they're going in through an air conditioning vent by the looks of things. It's not actually a door.
0: Yeah, they, they sneak their way in and come up to a, a door that has a palm reader. And Lamplighter's <laughs> like, well, this is the moment of truth.
1: <laughs> Either I'm still
0: in the system or we're about to be swarmed by guards with AKs. And Huey is not ready to hear that. No. <laughs> but yeah, so the boys are working their way up through the tower. And Huey thinks that they're just about to get starlight. And he gets led into the Seven's main boardroom. <laughs> um, uh,
1: the most important thing about the main conference room is it has the big ass statue of the Seven. And this is when Lamplighter learns the heartbreaking news that his statue has been replaced.
0: Yeah, and that's...
1: They've moved his statue.
0: That's the final straw for him. He, he wanted
1: to do it in front of his statue.
0: Yeah, and like Frenchie was saying about the death when nobody speaks your name for the last time, that, that I think that's how he's viewing this. There's no vestiges of him left in yeah. the tower. Yeah, there's no pictures of him, there's no bust of him anymore. And uh, he just wanted to make daddy proud. Just wanted
1: to make daddy proud.
0: And yeah, sets himself on fire in a big way.
1: Yeah, nothing like a bit of self immolation. Um he goes up.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes up. Yeah.
1: You would also think for somebody I sorry, I'm gonna have a little bit of a gripe about this. For yep. somebody who can control fire. Yeah. Wouldn't they be fireproof?
0: No. He's not Johnny Storm. Like he's just he can he can control fire and he can manipulate fire. That wouldn't mean he's fireproof. Superhero know?
1: Logic in my head says that if you control fire, you must be fireproof because it's Why? the same like well the deep kind of has like fucking gills and shit. He doesn't go and like drown.
0: Yeah, but this isn't like I was saying about Doppelganger and, and Translucent, this isn't the, the Marvel and the DC world. This I is a, a grounded realistic so he's got this power to manipulate fire however it works it doesn't extend to everything to do with fire I know but you would think his skin you
1: would think his skin would be in some way like flame retardant no
0: you would think that yeah i don't
1: <laughs> yeah but he holds it he's literally holding fire in his hand no,
0: he takes p- out the lighter
1: yeah but like he can he has like a little ball at one point because he well
0: you, so if he can manipulate okay if he can, this is one of the things i was going to say about how quickly he goes up if he can manipulate fire he can presumably manipulate all aspects of it so how hot it burns how intense it burns but yeah no i think that he just he can control fire he can't not burn because we see him burn.
1: Yeah, I know we see him,
0: burn. <laughs> and we see him burn quite quickly.
1: I know he looks way too crunchy for like how he turns out.
0: Yes, but that's why I think it's yeah. what I was saying about the intensity. No, the but fire. Uh, no
1: given how yeah, but does matter how intense that fire is because those sprinklers come on fairly quickly, and yeah. he looks like he's kind of like been cooked.
0: Uh, artistic license. Yeah, <laughs> people don't get knocked out from knockout cast that quickly yeah, either. True. But yeah, he 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 a, he a crispy crispy yeah. crispy chicken wing.
1: Yeah, poor, poor Hughie.
0: <laughs> Doesn't know what Dude, to do. Hughie's just
1: like, what the fuck, you're over? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, right, see you, bye. And tries to run
0: away. And, and then he's then- like, oh,
1: shit, I need your fucking ha
0: has the sense to break the arm first
1: no I just love the way like when he leaves and the camera just stays there for a second and he just comes back and muttering shit I need your hand and he like splits himself trying to get down the steps
0: but the sprinklers that come on and the fire alarm also happen to turn on a a fire alarm light in Annie's cell
1: ah emergency lights
0: which allows her to draw power and break out
1: yes and break out she does she fucking fucks that door right out of it
0: yeah and and goes goes looking for her mom but gets sidetracked by Black Noir again.
1: Yeah, who throws her through a wall.
0: A couple of times. Well, well, a couple like of walls, first, a couple yeah. of beams, a table.
1: What is that conference table made, of? That conference table holds up to it. Because like, it actually breaks along like where... Because you know, it's kind of segmented. Yeah. So he actually doesn't break the table. It just like that segment falls down. Yeah. But like she, he threw her through a fucking... Like reinforced cement wall, and we know it's reinforced because then he picks up a chunk of cement with rebar attached to it and starts like uses it like a fucking morning star on her. Mm. So, how what the hell is the table made out of?
0: Yeah, no, that's a super strong table. It's it's really nice to see Black Noir using like brute force because up to this point, he, it's been all stealth and oh yeah, he slice and dice kills. Whereas this is just brute force, you know, throws her through a wall. Yeah. Kicks through a part of the wall and then is then just literally. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, when he throws her through the wall, just like kicks through the end of it, like a kid going through a sandcastle.
0: And yeah, it's, it's like
1: picking up bits of masonry, chunking them out or throws her through the pillar, pillars. Yeah. Like he, there's no finesse to this. There's no art to this. He is just picking her up and throwing her around the place. And when he finally gets her down and he gets the arms pinned down in the straddle and goes to choke her out. And you think that's it for her because you're like, she's done. Like, because he does have her in a very successful pin.
0: And as as strong as he is, he's not as strong as Maeve.
1: No, apparently Maeve has been holding back on us.
0: Well, I, I... Well, there's
1: never... You never really get to see a chance except for the very first introduction of Maeve yeah. where she goes through the security van with like no issues engine block holes yeah. you don't really get any sort of scale of how powerful she is because no, um, she's the one she's the only one you don't really see doing
0: anything she, yeah she doesn't use her powers that often like off the top of my head all I can think of is that scene yeah. that you just talked about when the Homelander fires the guns at her yeah uh, after the shooter in like the third episode it's just a few things like that, but I think I mentioned it in one of the earlier episodes when we were talking about how superpowers and work and stuff. Her superpower does seem to be super strength, yeah. And like she super can't fly. Yeah, she can't fly. She, she doesn't, doesn't have speed or we don't. Power she's blasts. not healing
1: because she's she. There's that whole story about her breaking her arm and it never. Yeah. So she's not um, got super
0: healing. So her, yeah, I think it her never power heals is...
1: properly. Yeah, she's just super, super strong. Whereas this is the first time where you actually get to see just... Because you have a good idea of how strong Black Noir is yeah. considering he's just thrown Annie around the place like a fucking rag doll for last three, four minutes. and we've
0: seen him withstand uh, explosions from the Keeb and the nail bombs last week. All the
1: nail bombs were so, so funny.
0: So while we're still not 100% sure on what Black Norris Specific power is he does seem to be pretty damn strong and yeah. able to take a lot of punishment. But Maeve just chokes him out basically with one arm and then shoves the almond joy in his face.
1: It's really funny because the way she does it, the way like she's holding him and she pulls, you don't see what it is, and she rips it open with your teeth, and you're like, "What the fuck is she putting yeah. in his mouth?" Yeah. And she's just like, "In it goes, in it goes, in it goes," and she throws it down, and you're still not quite sure what it is. Yeah,
0: and then she tells. And you're <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's like, what the fuck did you just do? And Maeve just so nonchalantly is like, oh, he's got a tree nut allergy. Right. And she just leaves it at that and looks over and he's trying to get an epi-ben and she kicks that away from him. Yeah. And just very callously leaves him there to go into anaphylactic shock.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but apparently like,
1: he 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 just doesn't die. I don't think Black Noir because he seems to just walk out of shit and regenerate quite fast. Various knows, things have happened to this him all the time. Tree nuts.
0: Yeah, tree nuts were what take him down. Yeah, and we got a little foreshadowing of that last week, or no, even the week before. With all when, the Am
1: and Joy conversations?
0: Not, no, well, not the Am and Joy conversations, but when he goes to see Annika... And she offers she, him one. She he, offers him one, and he just holds up the bin. Yeah. Now we know why. But yeah, Annie says to Maeve, come with me. You know, like, she's... Because now that she's rescued Annie, yeah. she's pretty much thrown her hat in opposition to Vought, because Annie's publicly known as an enemy of Vought now, yeah. and Maeve has just rescued her.
1: But also, Mae's not in a good place this no. episode. Things have, uh, things were already rocky between her and Elena from the previous episode and the revelation of the GoPro footage. Yeah. And Elena has to come to terms with the fact that this is Maeve's life.
0: Well, she can't come to terms. No, like
1: it's going to take a while. Like, and then you know, obviously, you're going to go down the rabbit hole of what else has happened, and you start thinking back through all these things and all these rescues, and and
0: exactly that's what she's doing. doing.
1: She's spiraling, and she doesn't understand, and she she can't be around her. Like Elena's reaction is quite reserved, in
0: my it's, oh yeah, opinion. No, you're, <laughs> like it's, Elena it's, is
1: being reasonable.
0: Well, she is because she doesn't say to Maeve. She never tries to say it's Maeve's fault. No, Even she, when Maeve she, does say, she's like, you know, when Maeve tries to kind of defend herself, she says, "I'm not saying it's your fault. Like you had, you had no choice. But the fact of the matter is, these things happened, and I can't stop thinking about these things." Yeah. And she says that she needs some time to process it all and Maeve has a bit of an outburst and flips a massive table
1: across the apartment
0: Yeah, and really scares Elena Mm -hmm. and she can see that she's scared Elena and says to her you always kept saying that you wanted to see the real me this is it
1: But for Elena as well, a lot of Maeve's alcoholism is suddenly making sense. The way she's acting, has acted about certain things is making sense. So she's got all of this going on. Like I said, I totally... Like, she's being far more reasonable than I would have been in that situation. I would have gone... There was like, that's it, bye, I can't see you anymore, I'm out of here.
0: It like, it shows that Elena does understand what Maeve has gone through. Yeah. And she says it to her like, she's apologising to her. Yeah. Because she's saying like, you were strong enough to deal with these things. I'm not, I can't, I'm sorry, I have yeah. to go. Well,
1: Maeve's she, also almost like desensitised to everything that was going on. You know, it's yeah. just, all oh, this is piling on. The airplane crashes is the pivot of her starting to realise that this shit can't go on any longer.
0: At that point, she's gone so far. I don't think she realizes just how severe it was because, like you said, she's done a lot of other stuff leading up to that. Yeah. So she has been kind of desensitized to it and she thinks, oh, the plane thing was bad and I can use this. But to a normal person like Elena, it's truly, truly horrific. Yeah. Whereas to Maeve, it's... Just it's just one thing.
1: in a long line of shit yeah, that Yeah, it was has
0: the happened. final in a long line of bad shit. Like,
1: the the previous bad thing that we'd seen happen before, that was Homelander putting his fist through that shooter's chest. Yeah. And she didn't even bat an eyelid at that.
0: Um, that, that was just an inconvenience because it was supposed to be her colour. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing she was concerned <laughs> about. But I think it, that this is the real me comment Is is... Real it's a bit of a dig well, well yeah, it is me- it is kind of meant as a dig of, look this is what you're always asking for and now when I show it to you you run away but I think it's also quite a self-reflective moment for her and it's what helped push her towards helping Annie later on in the episode yeah. now that the one person who she really loved knows what the true her is is she going to stay like that or is she going to try and change yeah
1: no and it's a testament to their relationship as well that Elaine is willing to kind of she's like I need a few days to myself
0: yeah she's not saying
1: she's not saying everything's over she's just saying she needs to go away and think about this and not be arraigned. she needs to sort her own head out first yeah and Maeve's response to all of this is to go and sleep with two guys
0: yeah get get some boy toys get some mm. booze Freak out, Ashley.
1: Poor Ashley. Bitch, you need to learn to knock before you go into these places. Like, Yeah,
0: but Ashley's initial and It's like, concern, what the fuck? Yeah, is, you're sleeping with men? Why are you sleeping with men? Where the fuck is Elena? This is
1: off-brand. Yeah. This isn't lesbian and branding.
0: Just has a, a massive freak and freak and freak and freak until eventually. No,
1: it's really interesting to see because she immediately goes into, how can we save this and how can we spin this? And you're going to have Elena back. And because she's like, where's Elena? And Maeve is like, oh, Elena's not here. There isn't, Elena's gone. And she's like, right, we need to spin this. And you'll be this, you'll be that. And you can see the way her brain is going, shit, I need to save this. And Maeve then is like, Ashley, for once in your life, just be a fucking human. Yeah. Like, stop being the vault Bot. (laughs) <laughs> that yes. you are. And it's like, it, it is the one time that you do see a bit of sympathy from Ashley. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it's its not it's not about the job. It's like, she's like, oh, okay, hang on. Yeah, no, these are people that yeah. I work with.
1: She's beginning to understand as well that, you know, they do need... she They need this human side. They do need somebody to just say, I'm sorry. Hmm. You know, they're not... They are people. They're not just fucking toys.
0: Yeah, and while... It does seem like Maeve is just kind of there to mope. Yeah. She just certainly doesn't seem to mope long because, yeah, she rescues Annie. And when she refuses to go with Annie, I don't think it's like a, no, go on, it's too late for me.
1: I think it's no, but I can fuck shit up more here. Yeah,
0: it's no, my job's not done. Her anyway. whole
1: storyline this season is quite sad. It, it, you do really, really feel for her this whole season. Like, she is going through it oh yeah
0: no and I really enjoy the amount of Maeve yeah uh, content that we get because, this season because, because... Maeve,
1: Maeve in the comic books is very one dimensional and, and it's nice to see part
0: of it is
1: Garth Ennis can't write female characters well, I love no, him like I'm not saying that's that as a negative but he can't like if you look at Tulip in Preacher yeah. she's terrible
0: but <laughs> but that's that's kind of the thing one of the reasons I really like seeing Maeve in this is because A she's an Irish actress and I'm always happy to see Irish actresses get more work but no, because in the comics she's she is again. She's supposed to be kind of Irish or of Irish descent. Well, and considering plays, they
1: use the DB spelling of yeah, her name as and
0: well, she doesn't have a huge role. she has an important part to play, but she doesn't have a huge role. Whereas the Irish character and preacher is a huge part of the comics. And it's just that little bit of national pride. So I'm delighted to see Dominique McElligot and Maeve get a much bigger part in season two. I'm just
1: delighted to see Dominique McElligot because last time I'd seen her, she was in the guard and Mm. she's brilliant in that. Well,
0: she's in that Hell on Wheels as well. Yeah. But yeah, so Annie then leaves Maeve behind and runs off with, runs into... Huey.
1: Yeah, well, she's just trying to get out of there.
0: Yeah, well, she's trying to find her mom.
1: Well, does she know that? What? Well, so I suppose I think in she does because when eyes, she breaks Alex, out yeah. of the
0: cell, she's like, Mom? Mom? But Huey has already found mom.
1: Yeah, with the hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, Donna's question is Aren't you that sweaty young man from Believe? Uh, Believe? Is and, that a human is that hand? a human
1: hand these are not the times for these questions yes I am that's what a young man this hand has got away this is a hand
0: but yeah I'm rescuing you let's Let's go
1: (laughs) and they run into Annie in the corridor and her and her mom have a little like emotional reunion because at the end of the day it's still her mom yeah and they have a lovely little her Annie and Huey have a little kind of
0: unspoken little, but very nice little, moment yeah yeah where she asks what the hell are you doing here and he just kind of says w- well, well yeah well, isn't it obvious and I came here to like, rescue little, you little
1: grins and it's like well I couldn't leave you here
0: but again, it's that that same thing from that Frenchie NMM had. a little, oh, little ineffective Huey came to rescue me. Like, yeah. oh, that's such a cute. <laughs> Never no, has
1: somebody given up their cotton their life for something so futile.
0: But even more so this time because last time he was just breaking into some rando warehouse to save yeah, some of time his time friends. This time he was going into vaults. This terror, time, yeah, he was going yeah. to rescue Annie from right out under the Seven's noses. So yeah, yeah Huey Huey got a big set on them now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they all then return to Marry. Well, they- well, they're
1: trying to work out how to get out of there, and Huey's just like, "Well, I have an idea," and is like, "I have this hand." <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not an escape artist, but I have this hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a marriage counselor, but I've got this whip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Presumably, they then use the secure egg, uh, elevator, go out the way that they got in. Yeah. But end of the day, they they get out safely. They get back to Mallory's
0: we- place. Where, uh, MM is freaking out at Huey for letting Lamplighter get torched. Yeah. He's like, it's not like I knew he was going to kill himself. Yeah. And yeah, they have their, they're kind of like, well, what's the plan? Oh, well, Lamplighter's been torched, but Billy managed to come through for us. With this. And it's all good. So yeah, they, they head off to to the Congress well some of them head off to the Congressional hearings and some of them head back to the Haitian
1: Mallory goes to the Congressional hearings with Newman
0: yeah
1: Um, the rest of them return to the Haitian kings to watch it so they've got you've got Starlight and her ma sitting on the sofa and the female sits down in front of her and her ma's just like oh my god
0: (laughs) yeah like
1: they've taken this lovely sweet god-fearing woman into this like full-on den of iniquity yeah
0: and like with all of
1: Frenchie's like fucking Haitian mate gun running mates like. yeah,
0: and Butcher sees uh, Homelander on the town and he's like gotcha you, you cunt and, and, and she's just
1: so <laughs> horrified and she's like that's a very dirty word and he's like well, that's a term of endearment where I come
0: from my, I think my favourite reaction to anything on the TV in this episode has got to be Deep's reaction to what he sees
1: oh the Deep has <laughs> but just, a yeah, very before... interesting little turn of events
0: yeah, yeah, this, uh, this episode.
1: episode. Yeah, we don't get much, like, The Deep isn't really... Two or three scenes yeah. with him and we A- just get, train We keep getting these little check-ins on what they're doing.
0: I think the interesting part about this is is all the stuff are based around Eagle the Archer yes so when so
1: well our first when you see Deep for the first time in this episode they're at some like big party he's got stupid oversized fucking sunglasses on him and the missus are taking photos in like a photo booth yeah and it's all very sweet and, and train shows up with a present a train shows up with the president. It turns out that it's the founder's birthday or the current leaders. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said they turn around to him. I've forgotten his name entirely. Alistair Adana. Thank you. Um, they turned around to him and he's like, Oh, happy birthday. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. And that's. I think when he turns around and says what do you guys think of Eagle, Eagle yeah, the Archer. yeah, and the Deep is like, oh, oh you know, he's great. was there for me, at my like, darkest time, you know, he's my bro, yeah, and he's like, nope, he's dead to us. Yeah, he's, he's actually, a toxic
0: personality, no, like, bad for the church, and and nobody from the church is to have any contact with him. But Deep is like, oh well, now that you mention it, yeah, he did he, seem he pretty is toxic. toxic, yeah. And at first, it's just like the Deep's response is just like, oh, I, I'm not sure how to go with this, so I'm just going to say what the guy who. Was in charge A-Train is just like what? A-Train's like whoa really? You're, I'm not saying gonna, fucking anything You're going to do him like that? Yeah. And then later on when they're watching the report about Eagle the Archer oh, what and they've the actually bar. done to him and, and yeah. he's been he had some small what was it he had some, basically had some small disagreement with the church so they were like nah you're out and released The footage.
1: church told him that he couldn't see his mother anymore and he was like there's no way in hell I'm not going to see my ma because she's my ma. Uh,
0: And that's something apparently that is, well, it's a real cult tactic. of just Oh yeah, it's
1: just alienating you from your entire family and then stealing all your financials.
0: Yeah, so they, they, uh, he started to talk bad about them and they released footage of him and his wife in some hunting furry role play.
1: Uh, basically, it was uh, the video is him and his romantic partner who was dressed like a deer who he...
0: Hunts and mates.
1: <laughs> and I basically have that three-second shot from The Shining stuck in my head from that, you know, with the butler and the dog. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I'm like, hey, look, you know what? There's weirder shit going on. If, yeah. if you and you, that's what tickles yeah, your family. Two consenting
0: adults. yes, Yeah, in the privacy of their own home. And yeah, probably not recorded by them, but recorded by the church to Oh um, God, church.
1: yeah, you know the church has surveillance on them. And then you've got uh Carol, who happens to be the spokeswoman of the church, giving a statement yeah. about how he basically um is no longer associated with the yeah, church. and, he's, and this, he's
0: slandering the church. And, and yada,
1: yada, yada. The, the atypical statement that tends to come out, which is like ridiculing them and casting so, doubt on their
0: yeah, and deep,
1: accusations.
0: The deep sees this now, so that first it was Adana who he's only had limited interaction with, and then he sees Carol, who was the person who basically him and yeah. Eagle brought the deep into the religion, and yeah. now she's saying that he's really bad. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he was a dick. And train's like, uh... Wasn't he your friend?
1: Yeah, dude. Seriously, so come on.
0: The deep is is now fully drunk. The Kool Aid.
1: Oh God! Yeah, he's and in there. He's in there deep. They've got him.
0: A, a- train's wiser than that, and he can see. Oh, hang on. They'll turn on a dime. Also, him. Stormfront made that comment about how they used to.
1: Until they let all they, these yeah, people in. Yeah, they used in. to only
0: let quality people in. So he knows that they used to only let white people in. Yeah. And Eagle is one of the few, if not only black members of the church that we've seen. Yeah. So far. And they've just, they've just forced, him out. Yeah. But he's still, he's willing to play the game to see where it goes. And later on, we see that it might reckon his advantage.
1: Well, we've already seen that from. From a train, like for all of his faults, he is quite shrewd in terms of business he yeah. knows not to fuck with the money he knows to go along with shit to keep the cash flow coming you know and I think it, he's gonna start looking at this as an out for him from the church that maybe this isn't the best way for him to go about these things or at least go with it as long as they can but he's not gonna well, full on go for it yeah he, if he can use it to get back into the seven he will
0: well at the party Adana says to them that he's got a meeting with Edgar next yeah. week because with Annie down or with Annie gone, they yeah. need, you know, trusted, friendly faces back in the seven. He says he thinks he can get them back in. So yeah, I think he, he's he's willing to play it out a little bit longer and see how it goes. Yeah. But the news switches from the news about Eagle to the congressional hearings about what
1: Which is yeah. So these congressional hearings which have been in the run up since the, the breaking news of the Yeah. We had been the Victoria Newman rally stating that there will be congressional hearings, you mm. know, they've been working their way towards this and that they're actually going ahead. So on the day they call the whole session to order, and the very first witness they call is Jonah Vogelbaum, yeah. and the doors open, and in he comes, and there's the murmur, and yeah, everybody's oh. shocked, and there's the moment when he stops and he makes eye contact with Homelander, yeah, and Homelander looks so betrayed, <laughs> yeah, but it's well, he wasn't not expecting, but to it's him. not an angry betrayal though. It's just there's something about there's something so little boy lost. In that facial expression that he has, that's like, Papa, no.
0: You think? Yeah. I thought it was more just a a case of him trying to keep down the fact that as soon as this is over, he's going to fucking kill Bam. Just to, just to me. Yeah.
1: No, I think it's just like Vogelbaum has always been a protector figure for him.
0: Um. Yeah. He's had. You know. Yeah. No. He definitely has complicated relationships with anybody who had, who had but, parental. But yeah. Uh, kind of roles around him.
1: But that was kind of the look I got from him. Was like because they opened, you know, the this Jonah being there and mm. was like, is this huge? Oh, it's upset. this big
0: shock. But as shocking as, as Vogelbaum's appearance in the uh, the, no. the congressional hearing is, it's not the most shocking thing because just as things are about to get called to order. he
1: to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth.
0: Yeah, yeah. we see just like poor Al Rayner at the start of the season. One head pops, then Vogelbaum's head pops. Oh
1: my god, it's like a chain vomit.
0: Then a whole load of heads pop.
1: But no, like you know, you've seen a chain reaction vomit. Yeah, yeah. that is almost what the head popping is like, and chaos fucking Uh, erupts. There are people covered in blood. Ashley just is like.
0: She's, she screams at nobody in particular splattered.
1: she's like what the fuck well no she well, screams she's the first one yeah she's the first one to react when Vogelbaum's head goes because the speaker's head goes and then Vogelbaum's head goes and she stands up and she's like somebody what the fuck is going on no
0: she says somebody do something or so, why aren't you doing, doing something, something. I, I think just addressing it at any of the superheroes in like, the room yeah.
1: And the, it, cuts to deep and, a watching this and deep, God bless him, like Checks starts, yeah, uh, and it, it's a lovely little nod to the comic books where they all have those little tracker chip, the, the head poppy chips in them.
0: Yeah. Well, to the, 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 the Russian ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but he's there going, oh shit oh shit
0: and the boys are watching at home going oh, oh shit. shit oh shit we
1: and are fucked Newman's sitting there and she's fucking traumatised and everything's covered in blood and there's people like that. it is just chaos it's chaos and once again it is just missing person on fire running through the scene
0: you would the best thing for you ever be somebody running on fire smacking paper out of other people's hands yes
1: yes it would it would just give me everything I ever wanted no but it is like there's there's the guy who fucking buckles, buckles himself, himself in the, blood, in the blue of blood it falls over trying like, to get like there's Michael people are trying to get out doors but yeah. they don't know where they're going Grace goes for Newman yeah, to get her, get her out of her there and she's like she's just paralysed with fear they manage to get her out Grace gets out Homelander seems to be fine. Stormfront seems to be fine. They
0: seem... They're not panicked but they're also not...
1: There seems to be no rhyme or reason to what's going on because you've got... It looks they like don't look Shockwave's like... head pops as well yeah. so it's not just people. It's people on people. both sides. Yeah, yeah. It, This just seems to be total random chaos.
0: Yeah, but Homelander and Stormfront they don't look like they expected it to happen. But they also don't seem too bothered that it's happening.
1: What's he gonna do? Start lasering people to make it worse? They don't know where it's coming from and they don't know who's being targeted.
0: Yeah, oh no, I know that, no, I, but. But it's
1: also, I think there's some confusion there because they, like, Homelander knows that this isn't his doing. Yeah. He hasn't fucked with this, so he's not gonna, you know, uh, Yeah, no, I, but
0: I think, because the first thing you would do is, is look and think that it was a VOT plot. Yeah, um, that's
1: what it looks like until until Shockwave's head goes.
0: Yeah, but is he just a sacrificial lamb? Yeah, is he just did his head get popped just so they could say, well, it wasn't all Ergot, or it wasn't yeah. all you, you know? But you know, um, it was both it's, sides of it. It's, it's it's a hell of a way to end off the episode. No, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm I don't I'm not gonna sit here and hypothesize because we've seen the next episode. Yeah, and we know exactly. Who, well, it who's popping yeah. heads and what so but it is it, but yeah, it, it, yeah the first yeah. time we watched it it, it was like completely chaotic. Fuck? you know was it Vought was it your one Cindy who broke out of Sage Grove we didn't have a clue
1: well like no I think we were like it can't be Cindy because Thingy's head blew up before there was even any mention of Sage Grove
0: yeah and Cindy exploded whole is people not just the head is this one that yeah. they
1: have that we don't know about is this really Black Noir's special talent but then no Black Noir's like dying on a floor somewhere
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's it it was definitely a massive shocker the first time we watched it and a great way to end the second to last episode of the series. Because Um, you
1: do want to give it a little bit of something but because a lot of this was was streamlining of storylines. Yeah. You know, Annie and her mom have kind of resolved their tension. Her and Huey are back on a more even footing. Yeah. The boys are working more harmoniously together. Yeah, Friendship's Frenchie resolved a lot of the issues that he had with both Mallory and the female. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff is like they're starting to all get their groove. Yeah. Whereas they'd started, very much started the season in very different places.
0: Yeah. And even on the, the superhero side, A-Train and D are
1: trying to worm their ne- way back in. Yeah, well, in. They're, they're
0: nearly back into the seven. Maeve, who started out her arc of getting back together with Relena, has now ended not so good for her. But We're she's also leaving. a lot
1: more clear on her path through this so yeah, but she knows where she's going and where her she's no longer aligned with Homelander.
0: Yeah. A lot gets tied up and solidified yeah. in this episode.
1: There's a lot of but clar- I think it's more clarification of um everybody's position.
0: But still plenty of the gore that we love, plenty of the humor that we love. Yeah,
1: and unfortunately Demise to is the lamp I would have liked to have seen more of him because Sean Ashmore mm. was just yeah, amazing as him. Really Just a very fun, messy character. And it was fun to see a character. What had happened to ex-members of the seven. Yeah. Given in the comic books, Lamplighter is unfortunately dead. But one of the properties of V is that he's brought back as a sort of zombie.
0: Shit, we might get a V zombie Lamplighter. Because they have his corpse. At the they do there. have
1: his corpse. He's kind of crispy creamed.
0: They, they have his corpse. They are they do testing come, yeah, with V. So we they might... do come
1: back. In the comic books, they have them back as like this kind of...
0: Oh, we talked about it yeah, in the previous episodes. And
1: and that Lamplighter's faded. So it was nice to actually see a living, breathing Lamplighter who, while jaded and fucked up, was still... Very, very entertaining.
0: Yeah, and it's again with like Billy's dad in the comics. A lot of things that happened in the past, or a lot of the, the characters are happening
1: in, happening in the present. In this, yeah,
0: a lot of the characters who were involved in the past are dead when we're in the story of the boys in the yeah. comics. But in this, yeah, they are they're from the past, but they're getting brought back in the same way Mallory does and Volmerbem yeah. did and Lamplighter did. But yeah, it would have been fun to have some more Lamplighter. Yeah. But I'm not as pissed off at his passing as I was at Rainer's passing.
1: No, I really enjoy Rainer. Can see why... I would have loved to have had more Rainer.
0: Yeah, I can see why they didn't keep Lamplighter around for too long. Because he was already going against Vought. They already have Annie. They don't yeah. want to have a bunch of soups on the boys' side. Yeah. But Rainer, no, she didn't have to go then. No. No, she did <laughs> I just want to listen to her talk some more. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, before we talk anymore, <laughs> we should probably draw things to a close. Yes. Um, so we will be back next week to talk the very last episode of season 2 of the boys
1: that'll be a long one we probably that's, yeah
0: oh, um... we'll try and keep it not crazy but uh, we'll see how it goes yeah. we'll do our best but in the meantime guys you can go back and listen to our previous episodes if you haven't already or if you're just stuck for something to do you can drop us an email at podcast at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at Rance Mono otherwise we will see you guys next week bye you bye
1: We are Science Fiction run.
0: This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorats. We
1: are OneCorp
0: Level 2 Podcast. This is Sci-Fi.